What's up, you guys? This is the podcast that's all about Daredevil. This is episode three, and I am your host, the Daredevil Prophet. The hype is real. We are just five days away from Daredevil debuting on Netflix on April 10th which means this is April 5th, and why do I screw up a line like that? I had the take, it was perfect, and I go out like Captain Obvious. It's just rich. Anyways, there are two new trailers out, the Origins trailer and the Fear trailer, which has debuted on Netflix, and you can find it on YouTube now, so everyone can enjoy it, whether you have Netflix or not. I actually got my Netflix account started just so I can see those trailers, so... um. I kind of jumped the gun a little bit, but I think it's okay. All I've been watching is Daredevil, uh, a little bit of Top Shot, but mainly, mainly just those trailers off of that. Um, It's nice to see it on my screen uh, to get a little preview of what it's going to look like. Hey, and these uh, were shot in 4K, I heard. So so if you have a 4K television, I'm thinking about buying one before Daredevil. Just kidding. They're hella expensive. I'm not going to do that. Not, uh, Not in the next five days. But uh, it is in 4K, so it's going to be in ultra high definition, I guess is what they uh, what they call it. Um, and in the trailers, they show Daredevil's secret superpower. Yeah, he has a superpower. Um, all his other senses are enhanced, so kind of a superpower, kind of not a superpower. But that's not his superpower. His superpower is getting the ladies yeah, I mean, in both trailers, you know, it insinuates that he gets girls in the sack. He He's really good at doing that. I don't know if he plays up the sympathy card with him being blind or anything like that. But uh, but in the first trailer, Foggy teases him about maybe having a girl in bed over the phone when he wakes up and he's groaning uh, to his friend Foggy. So that's kind of an insinuation there. And then in the next trailer, at the very beginning, you see uh, Rosario Dawson's character inviting Matt to... Uh, to feel her heart so um he's definitely he's definitely a ladies man and um you know once black widow and electra come around then it's gonna be a whole new ballpark there you know he's gonna he's gonna have to buy some new furniture after he has those ladies uh in his bedroom no but i'm loving the trailers uh the new and the old ones the motion poster uh, uh obviously uh they've been doing a really good job with marketing um we'll get a little more into that later but just in terms of the TV spots and the trailers and all that, they've they released the 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 first um, the first trailer. Uh, I guess that's either considered trailer one or a teaser trailer um, because it's not like a full like two minute long trailer. That first one came out about two months ago, a little little less than two months ago, almost two months ago, and then uh, the second trailer came out uh, one month ago. So it's kind of like. Uh, two months before the release date, one month before the release date, and then these new trailers have come out one week before the release date. And so they've consistently been uh, building up the hype in, and uh, it's been effective. You know, people are getting excited about Daredevil. Um, it seems like everywhere, um, everywhere I look, people are genuinely excited about what Marvel is doing with Netflix, um, the format, and uh, what it's afforded them to do. Uh, as far as taking it darker, doing a, a lot of different things, and um, and all that great stuff, so it, it's it, it's an amazing format, and people seem to be really excited. People seem to really understand the effect that Netflix is going to have on a show like Daredevil, um, to where you know if we were to see a movie, um, it, it probably would have been PG thirteen like the like the last one was. Um, although Deadpool is getting a rated R film now, so, um, I don't know if the landscape is changing on film, but we are getting that long format. Um, and Rosario Dawson has a a interview that you can catch on YouTube as well. Um, to where she talks about, uh, the, the benefit of having it on Netflix, having it in long form, instead of having a two hour film with Daredevil, you have, you know, almost a 13 hour journey. Uh, and so that's a lot uh, better. Uh, the pacing is a lot better. Um, and you can just do a whole lot more with it. So uh, the marketing has been great. 
it's been selling the show and the benefits without giving away too much, which is kind of the Marvel style. They don't really like to reveal a whole lot of what they're doing. They like to um, keep the element of surprise. And I think there are going to uh, still be some surprises um, in store for us. Uh, I know that a lot of people who have been writing articles and stuff like that, have been writing previews for the show, have seen like the first five episodes, maybe less uh, uh you know around two or or five episodes somewhere somewhere in there and they posted spoiler free reviews or or previews uh i'm trying to stay away from that i want to go in um as uh blind for better for better words uh, as possible um just as fresh as possible i don't want to um spoil it for myself because i i do want it to be a treat for me and I do want it to have a lot of replay value. I know this is going to be something that I'm not only going to be watching once, but uh, a lot of times and for a long time after that. I remember I did that, you know, with with all the great uh, superhero films that I, that I've liked over the years. You know, that's what I do. You know, the great ones for me are the ones that I can chew on. The ones that you know, every time I watch it, I can extract extrapolate uh, a little bit more and more each time I watch it. I uh, I discover a new dimension. And I feel that Daredevil will be ripe for it. Um, he's definitely the character to do it with. Um, and so the more you bite into it, the more you kind of chew on it, the more flavors you're going to find. And so I think that that's going to be um, a really key thing to Daredevil. Um, because, hey, it's going to have to last us for, um, you know, until the Defenders or until the next season. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when I get into that. Yeah, a couple of things that I wanted to point out about the new trailers. Um, the score in the Origins trailer and the sound design. Holy cow, man. Like, I I had an idea. I had a vision of, of what, what a good um, approach to Daredevil would be. And the Daredevil movie just did gangbusters with it. I mean, um, it, it's one of the best... Uh, films that you can show to to show off a new uh, speaker system or anything like that a new sound system um it just you know it, it has the sounds going off in the right and the left in the back just everywhere the sound design is great the the echolocation and all that stuff how they um sort of paint that picture of how matt's uh, abilities works in his head um, the the shadow world they call it in, in the the Daredevil movie is really really great. It's really awesome. Um, the the CG may be a little dated, but it, it got the job done and it lets you into his world. So that way the average viewer can understand. Hey, this is what's going on in in his mind. This is what's going on in his head. And I think that it was really effective. I'm really in love with um, the way they did it in the in the Daredevil movie. But um, I always felt like you know like if it was a TV show. Um, you know, like I kind of think back to like Frank Miller and his drawings. I kind of look at where Shadow World came from. Um, you know, what references did they get for the movie for something like Shadow World in the Daredevil movie? And um, you really can't find too much um, as far as uh, the comics over the years illustrating um, his abilities in that way. It's just. It's just kind of a, a product of the movie, and it's really, really just genius on uh, Mark Stephen Johnson's part. Uh, I think it's relatively a new thing, or it wasn't as realized to the extent that the Daredevil movie took it. Um, but when you look at the comics and, and stuff like that, when you go through Frank Miller's run and all that, you definitely don't see that at all. It's definitely implied. It's... Uh, elaborated on through uh, dialogue and the inner monologues that Daredevil has. Um, and you really just get those circles around Daredevil's head. Um, you really don't get too much beyond that. You get his vision and it's like kind of blurred um, and different stuff like that. But it just looks like sight. I remember um, in the the Spider-Man animated cartoon, I have the, the DVD of uh, Spider-Man versus Daredevil where Daredevil guest starred for uh, a two-part um, it, it was two episodes, but it was a. Uh, the first one was the one part, and then uh, the second episode was the second part, and they showed his uh, echolocation on there as well. And um, it, what what they showed is basically him having sight, but like 
with like a red lens or something like a blurry red lens so it really wasn't like he was blind it was really like he can see but just with like a you know like if he had goggles on or something like that you know which was kind of a, a that was as far as you can kind of take the material at the time i think i think that that was a lot of people's kind of understanding like he's blind but he can see um and then in the daredevil movie they took it one step further to where it's like well no i mean the the sound and and the vibrations that helps him see so um you, you can't really he can't really see unless he's generating sound himself or unless he's around a, um a busy street or something like that which is perfect that he's in new york and that he's in hell's kitchen because um uh you got plenty of taxi drivers and a bunch of uh, 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 a big population there so that helps them out a lot um, but I think that what they're doing with this show is right on track with what I thought that they could do and what they should do um, without it getting too uh, CGI heavy or anything like that they really rely on good uh, filmmaking and creative ideas of not uh, not uh, bailing Daredevil out with just showing CGI um, because this is a TV show. It probably has a lesser budget and all that kind of stuff. You have to think of more creative ways to do the echolocation. I think they've found a, a really great way with uh, really brilliant sound design and um, and just kind of those slow down moments to where it's like he's honing in on... Um, on a, an attacking uh, enemy or something like that. The um, the the score in the origins trailer is just amazing, man. I that that blew me away to see him standing, or not standing, but kind of uh, crouching on top of the rooftop with his uh, with his uh, with his bandana, the 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 back of his bandana like flowing in the wind, and you got that big old money shot with uh, New York in the background, and the the camera is like panning up and it's got that like hero theme going on like that sold me like i i remember that that was the first picture that they released it didn't really do a whole lot to me or, or for me it was it was a bit it was a bit of an adjustment like oh we're gonna get daredevil but he's not gonna be in the red suit so that wasn't a bit that was a bit of an adjustment right there um and then they showed it in um in one of the previous trailers and it was just like a quick flash. But here, it, they played it up as like the money shot, right? Like they had the hero theme. They had uh, the wind going. It was a very, very... Uh, it was made uh, in this trailer to have a more dramatic effect. And it works. Like I totally buy him as the hero. They have him walking, you know, alongside. And he's carrying a child and whatnot. Like he is going to be you know a hero in the in the uh the core sense of the word you know he is still going to do good he is still fighting for uh, the citizens of hell's kitchen and the fear trailer the the other trailer definitely sets up how prominent uh wilson fisk is as the kingpin and as the the uh the boss to the to to the underworld to where to where, uh, you know, Daredevil is really put in a context uh, where, you know, Foggy says it like, you know, this is a guy who controls everything and everyone, you know. So to put Daredevil in that context, um, it definitely uh, contrasts well with him. I really don't think that people are going to have a problem with seeing Daredevil as the hero at the end of the day. Um, he may do questionable things. He may do the right things in questionable ways. But I think at the end of the day, we can clearly see that he is the hero, that uh, he intends to do good, and that he is going to make a positive in impact. So I, I have no doubts about that at all. Um, but yeah, that score just got me. I, I love it. You know, it, and scores are different nowadays. You know, you kind of have to be subtle. Uh, I have a little bit of a background in music, so I, I understand, like, you can't have the um, uh, the John Williams 
type of score to where you can hum it or or where you can sort of recite it uh, or anything like that. And I know that um, the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy that score was big, and it wasn't really um, recognizable, or you can't like really hum it. You know, it's really just those two notes, right, over and over again. And uh, all the the entire score sort of um, sort of expounds upon just those two notes, kind of going back and forth. Um, and so it's not really sort of like a recitable type of score, um, but you don't really want to get into sort of um, cliches of uh, superhero scores. Um, and I think this did a really good job of just being subtle enough to where it's like you don't want to push the the hero type of theme over the top. Um, because he's not an over-the-top hero, you know, he's not Captain America to where, you know, he abides by the law and he does right all the time. You know, he's he's a flawed hero, he's a flawed character. And so, uh, you want to uh, be subtle in, in those, in the, in the way that he's a hero. And I think that that reflects really well in the score. I'm very, very happy with it. Just... Just loving everything that I've been hearing and everything that I've been seeing. I mean, I I was gonna love it anyway, so I I couldn't have uh, uh, been happier. But even if I didn't see those trailers, even if I went into it completely blind, um, I would have still loved it um, even more. But I'm glad that I get these little tastes that um, just let me know that it's in the right hands. Uh, it's just gonna be an amazing, amazing. Uh, time for me as a, as a daredevil event and for anyone and for anyone else i mean this is going to be the true uh probably the epitome of uh of daredevil's uh uh representation on screen for a long time you know no matter how long this run lasts for daredevil we'll get into that a little bit later but this is what we've been waiting for. You know, the Daredevil movie was great, but it, it felt like a hodgepodge of like the greatest hits of of what Daredevil has gone through in the comics. Um, I think it joined a lot of good elements together from different timelines. You know, you got stuff from Frank Miller, you have stuff from uh, Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada. Uh, you have different uh, storylines uh, running throughout different themes. Uh, Brian Bendis, it's just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff visually, um, a lot of homages. Um, so it really, really feels like the greatest hits of what you know about Daredevil. Um, so I'm really, really glad to see uh, a definitive, a sort of comprehensive take, uh, one that's not under the pressure of a two-hour movie or, you know, if you've seen the special features on the Daredevil movie, it was it was meant to be under 100 minutes or ended up being 90 minutes somewhere around there the the theatrical cut um so they were under a lot of pressure to cut it down and so those smaller beats those smaller moments that kind of make up who matt murdoch is and sort of all the facets of his character um aren't uh, explored for the for the best payoff and i think that that helps that he's on a TV show and especially on a Netflix show to explore those smaller, uh, slower beats and also those darker beats uh, of his character as well. You know, he's he's not somebody who's above uh, thinking the worst uh, about how to get something done. And so I, I think that that is going to serve him well. And I think the trailers and the marketing has shown uh, nothing but great things about it. I, I really don't think that there's anything... Um, that I'm going to dislike about it, um, but just to see the things that I've thought in my my head over over the past, um, you know, what was it, 12 years since uh, the Daredevil movie, or 13 years, to see to see this kind of take on him now uh, in a in a new decade and in a new era, and uh, you know, post Avengers, post uh, post Iron Man, post uh, Marvel Studios, and all that stuff. This is um this is what we want to see, you know. This is what we've been waiting for as Daredevil fans. We've been waiting for him to um to come over from across the street, as Jeff Loeb says. Um, and for a while, for a while, I thought we were gonna get uh, a a reboot from 20th Century Fox. You know, there's that 1970s uh sizzle reel um 
but I, I, I wasn't too crazy about that kind of idea. Um, I like the tone of it. Um, but, uh, but I'm just glad that it's back in Marvel's hands. I'm glad that they're able to do what they want with it. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see where they go in the future with Daredevil, uh, in the immediate future with this first season and with the Defender series. And, um, and then also if he, uh, if he guest stars in any movies, uh, we're still waiting to see if he, uh, gets a spot in Civil War or anything like that. I know I talked about that in the last episode, um, in an interview, he said he hasn't gotten that call, uh, and they are filming Civil War. Um, right now, uh, the, the filming has started for civil war, so it doesn't look likely, but, um, but they may call him in for a weekend and he may just be Matt Murdock or who knows, he may be Daredevil. I mean, when you think about it, civil war is going to come out, um, a year later from now. So, um, so he'll already be established and, and, uh, in, in his red costume and all that stuff. So. We'll we'll see we'll see. I'm still kind of holding um, hope for that. Probably not as much, but uh, but we'll definitely see. I was touching on the Fear trailer a little bit earlier, and one of the things that I really loved about the Fear trailer is again how it places Matt Murdock in the context of this is a world that's overrun by a kingpin. Like there's clearly somebody who's in charge. Um, who's expediting, you know, drugs, who's got ties to the Russian mafia and all these other things, um, all these other extortions and stuff like that. And to put Daredevil in that context to where the, the neighborhood of Hell's Kitchen is already uh, taken, uh, and the Kingpin already has a strong grasp on Hell's Kitchen, I think is a, is the right way to go. So here's what I understand about, uh, the setting so far is that, this takes place post Avengers. Uh, clearly, uh, it's not that difficult to to fathom that this would take place after the events of the Avengers. The Shatari came down. The invasion uh, happened. They and the Avengers had a hand in ruining a lot of New York. A lot of buildings tumble. A lot of people lose their job because the buildings aren't there. Just it has this sort of domino effect all the way down to Hell's Kitchen. And I think now they're relying a lot on uh, criminal uh, activity and a lot of drug activity to uh, to kind of to kind of boost up the economy and to kind of uh, to you know if somebody lost their job in a building that was like torn down, um, then they may be you know a criminal now and they're just you know exporting drugs or or, or importing drugs. Or something like that, um, to where they're working directly or indirectly for the kingpin, just so they can earn an honest wage. I mean, that feels very, very Hell's Kitchen. That feels very, um, that feels similar to what uh, Jack Murdoch went through in the Daredevil movie, to where you know he was a single father raising a kid all by himself, and uh, he couldn't fight anymore because he was middle aged uh, in the movie. So what you see is you see him. Um, you see him working for the fixer and working for Fallon and all that stuff um, so he can put food on the table so that way he can provide for his kid and so he seems to very much be a victim of circumstance and victim of just sort of the times and sort of who runs Hell's Kitchen and so the setting in, in, the, in the Netflix show is going to be one where you know, the Hell's Kitchen is in shambles. New York is a little bit in shambles. And the the average citizen is trying to look for ways to generate income, to boost the economy. And that happens because the kingpin has stepped in at an advantageous time for him to where now he's in control. He provides a solution, but it's a criminal solution. And so Daredevil has to... Um, fight against this sort of uh, this sort of hierarchy to where he has to work himself up the food chain you know he has to start with you know the average sort of criminal uh, you know rough people up at uh, Josie's bar um, and try to work his way up to the the top of the food chain which is the kingpin 
Um, so Daryl was trying to deal with all these things, and that's kind of that's kind of his journey. You know, if you kind of think about it, like in a video game, like you have like um, a boss at the end of every level. And Daredevil is going through each boss and working his way up to the big boss, which is Kingpin. Um, so that's kind of the the setting that they've uh, that they've sort of established, or the the feeling that they've kind of given us that this is kind of the journey of the the first season is that he is going to go all the way up to the top, and it does look like there's going to be some type of face off between Daredevil and Kingpin. Um, when you read a lot about Kingpin in the comics, he's he's somebody who is the king on a chessboard, and he's using a bunch of pawns to take out Daredevil, who's on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the chessboard. And um, and so Kingpin in this season seems like he's going to be a lot more proactive. He's not going to be behind the scenes. Um, when Daredevil pisses him off, he's going to let him know, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to take you out, you know, and I'm going to take you out tonight. You know, that's in the trailer. And so Kingpin seems to be all game for going toe to toe with Daredevil in this first season. But I think in the later seasons, um, granted, if there are later seasons, I think that there probably will. We'll get into that a little bit later. I think that Daredevil, sorry, I think that Kingpin will take a little bit of a backseat and let uh, Daredevil fight against uh, different adversaries that will match him in different ways, you know, uh, match him, match his physicality in some ways with like Bullseye and Elektra and other assassins, uh, other head assassins. Um, and then just, just in a whole lot of other ways um, to where, you know, he'll attack Karen Page, uh, that's a fathomable uh, attack of Kingpin's. Um, and so Kingpin will take a more of a backseat, I think, in future season, seasons. But in this one, he looks very, very proactive, very active, very keen on taking this fly off the wall um, in Daredevil. So uh, I think we are going to see a little bit of um, a toe-to-toe match between Daredevil and Kingpin. But we'll see where that goes again this is all from trailer uh, um trailer footage and all that stuff five days five days from now we won't have to speculate and what i'm planning to do as well is i'm planning to do these episodes um you know every week or uh, at the at the very least every other week uh i'm trying to work out a good day for when i can do this on a consistent basis but I'm definitely trying to get these episodes out to you every week. And so I'm not going to be doing reviews per se for uh, for every episode or anything like that. I think I'll do a season review probably on the next episode. And my goodness, there's so many things to cover now about Daredevil than there ever has been, I think. I mean, it's just been ridiculous. The things that have been sort of uh, that I've sort of been coming across that I want to cover that that I can't. Um, but. I think for a good while, the TV show will take up a lot of uh, the time here. And then once that sort of cools off, I'll focus on other things uh, related to Daredevil. Um, so for right now, it, it it is all about the, the Netflix show. It is all about covering that and to see how good of a job they do. And I'm willing to give them high praise for it once I see the episodes. Um, and probably once I've seen them after a few times or anything like that. So... So the other thing that I like about this new setting that we have going on here with uh, with the Kingpin being very established and all that is that you definitely get a different meaning, a more dimensional meaning uh, to Daredevil being called uh, the man without fear. And he hasn't been called that in, in any of the trailers. I'm not sure if he'll be called that in the show, but you can definitely see Claire Temple calling him the man without fear just because... You know, he's got balls. He's not afraid to go up against uh, not only the kingpin himself, but against his entire criminal empire. And so I think that adds new dimension. It adds a new meaning to that kind of name that's given to him. Because 
it's clearly somebody who can bleed. It's somebody who gets uh, his ass kicked and all that stuff. And uh, and he's going up against this criminal empire, whether it's criminals or whether it's corrupt or crooked cops or anything like that. You know, any anyone that's involved with uh, Kingpin's empire, he's willing to go up against. And so for somebody to call him the man without fear in the show... It makes total sense uh, given the context of the show and and how they're going to emphasize how much the Kingpin sort of runs Hell's Kitchen and everything uh, in a way that we've never seen on screen before. So I think that that's going to be something that um, I'm hoping hoping to see, hoping they uh, hope they allude to it. Hopefully they kind of explain that that's kind of where the name comes from. Um, because he's just, he's going to go up against whoever he, he's not going to care, uh, you know, if you're breaking the law and if he, he sees that justice, um, should have its way, then it will have its way, uh, by any means necessary. The other thing that I liked about the fear trailer is the explosions. I know that kind of sounds weird. Uh, you know, I, I like them explosions, you know, the, that, that's pretty cool. No, it, I mean, it's more than that. It's it's the impact that it has not only to us as a viewer, not only to the story, but in the MCU as a whole. So in previous trailers, we only see one explosion at a time. I had no idea that these were synchronized explosions that were happening uh, all over Hell's Kitchen at one time, right? You see uh, Wilson Fisk, uh, you know, just looking from uh, from his bell tower or whatever. Uh, from his uh, whatever uh, building he's in, and uh, you know it, it's it, it kind of reminds me, kind of reminds you of uh, the Dark Knight Rises when um, when uh, Bane sets off all those all those bombs around Gotham City and all that stuff. It's like, oh man, this is this is something of epic proportions. I mean, this is evil at its most sinister. I mean, when you consider the amount of damage that can be caused by one man, by one physical man, who's not a, a, a an alien or a superpowered being or anything like that. I mean, this sets off shockwaves um, among the, the MCU, and I feel that it will have an impact. Um, there's just a, a nagging feeling in my mind that there are going to be significant events that happen in these shows that sort of interact with each other. Think about this. If, if all these explosions, and there's definitely four of them going on that, that I can see in, in the new trailer, in the fear trailer, and it's televised. You know, when you kind of think back of uh, the Civil War storyline, there was an big explosion that was uh, set off by uh, by a villain and that kind of catapulted the whole civil war storyline uh you have dark rain the list where uh where um bullseye uh explodes a building or or this apartment where uh where people are inside of and he levels that apartment building and he kills what was it like 107 106 people something like that and so these types of things catapult uh, new events and just it, it has an after effect. It has an aftermath to it. You know, after uh, Bullseye kind of tore down that building, that's exactly where Shadowland, the, the, the Shadowland Dojo was sort of erected uh, that Daredevil built as sort of a memorial, um, but sort of his own, his own uh, empire and all that stuff. So this, these explosions that are happening um, in Hell's Kitchen in this trailer is really cool because it's televised. And, uh, and uh, in Dark Reign, the list, also that's where Power Man, uh, not Luke Cage, but the secondary Power Man uh, comes from. So I'm wondering, they're going to call Luke Cage Luke Cage in the show. Are they not going to refer to him as power man if not why hey is uh is there is he going to be like the original power man but not referred to as power man and then there's going to be a kid who comes along that's in one of those buildings who exploded and somehow survived um so it just makes me think that 
you know, it creates just sort of a crop of things that can kind of grow out of those explosions. You know, if they accelerate the Shadowland timeline and just sort of make that season two of Daredevil, you know, is he going to erect a building on top of one of those those buildings uh, that went down in this first season. So there's a lot of things that uh, that can come from these explosions. Um, and the fact that they're televised, you know, it could be just something that's referred to in Luke Cage or Iron Fist or even Jessica Jones to where they say, hey, there's a real threat in my city. You know, let me f let me seek out this Daredevil guy. Let's team up and let's try and make a difference together and that may lead into the defender series so these explosions and the fact that they're televised is a very very powerful component um story-wise that they can draw on in not only the later seasons but also to sort of branch out in um in different things as well um so we'll see what what comes from that and you know i'm i, I call myself the daredevil prophet um it's sort of a self title thing because there have been different things going on um, that that I talk about that sort of come to pass uh, I remember in the last episode I talked about the um, the the second trailer and how I wondered if you know when he's standing on top of the rooftop he's just standing there and then he pulls the mask over his head you know is he using his senses that turned out to be true. You can watch the new trailers, and it definitely shows that. Um, I also uh, talked about, you know, they should have a premiere in L.A. That came to pass. Um, and if you follow me on Twitter at Ultranova05, uh, I also tweeted about how there were uh, tickets to the L.A. premiere being sold on, on eBay. And immediately when I saw that... Um, it, it was within the hour that they were like posted or something like that. And uh, I remember tweeting saying that, hey, these tickets are going to reach up to the $1,000 mark uh, or, or beyond that. And lo and behold, when the, uh, when the uh, bidding ended on eBay for those two tickets to the LA premiere, the total ended up being uh, $1,225. So that's something that I could already see. Um, I make very educated uh, guesses and very educated opinions. Um, and so it, it's it's something that is sort of innate in me. I feel like I just kind of get feelings about things. Um, and now I have a format to talk about them. And then we'll just see, you know, we'll, we'll see if they come to pass or not. We'll see uh, what I was right on, what I was wrong on. Uh, I know I was wrong about uh, Wilson Fisk not being the kingpin in these new trailers it definitely shows that he is the established kingpin of uh of the series um and even in the f in in the first season so in in the very get-go uh he is the established kingpin of the show and um it's not Leland and Owsley it's not uh it's not any old uh old-timer uh kingpin guy who came before Wilson Fisk or anything like that so there are things that I'm right on things that I'm wrong on but they're all based on uh, feelings and educated guesses and all that stuff um, so I'm definitely somebody who likes to take as much information that I can and try to make um, try to make predictions to kind of see where they go you know again Civil War is a big one we'll see uh, we'll see where um where daredevil falls in that if he's going to be in it or not i'm really hoping that that's me just hoping though you know i really really hope i would really love to see him in it um that would be his sort of big screen debut and it sort of seems inevitable that he will make his big screen sorry not debut his comeback his big screen comeback in civil war i'd love to see that but if it's in civil war or not that's fine because i just i feel like it's going to be inevitable i feel like you know he is going to be on the big screen again uh probably as a minor character in a bigger event or something like that um maybe they'll make shadowland into a movie um 
instead of like a mini series somewhere down the line, like in phase four or five. Um, but I definitely feel that a big screen comeback is coming for him. Um, but maybe not as the main character in a movie, maybe as a side character, but, but either way, just, just seeing him integrated into the, uh, into the MCU is, uh, is something that I, I could definitely use more of. I remember when, uh, when Daredevil was the property of 20th Century Fox and I remember thinking up and just dreaming up just, uh, these trilogies that I would do uh, of him under the 20th Century Fox banner and only using the characters that are accessible to him <clears throat> like Elektra and like uh, like Kingpin and Bullseye and uh, and even you know the Owl Stilt Man um, you know I have I have drafts uh, written down of uh, of stuff that I wanted to see um, and even uh, the gladiator. The gladiator is a big one uh, in uh, in my trilogy. And to just see him go through those storylines in the trilogy in the trilogies that I thought up in my head um, is just stuff that I I really really uh, really hold dear to my to my heart. And it's something that I'm seeing unfold now. Like he's not just in his own separate world, in his own separate universe, he's a part of a bigger universe. So not only can he use his characters, but he's also integrated with the other Marvel characters as well. So it's just gotten a lot bigger, and um, I, I'm really, really looking forward to the opportunity to see him very integrated. You know, as a lawyer, um, as a vigilante. You know, whatever. Just throw him in. Throw him in as much as you can. You know, work Charlie Cox to death. Don't work him to death. We need him for for a long period of time. But you know, you know, push him a little bit. You know, we we want to see him. We want to see more Daredevil. Uh, I definitely do. And so, um, if you've been hearing in the background, I've been getting a lot of uh, stuff on Twitter again. I'm at Ultranova05. So I went to uh, City Walk today in Universal uh, Studios in uh, in Hollywood or in L.A. And uh, on my way there, I stopped by uh, 3rd Street in Maine. And what they have there is they have this poster of of, uh, of the new Netflix show. So I, I saw this on Twitter and I asked, hey, what streets, what are the cross streets for them? Maybe I might check it out. I got the cross streets, third in Maine. Um, they're doing this in New York. I think they're doing it in London, some some big uh, cities as well. Um, and I went there, and and so I, I took a few pictures, uh, just kind of checked it out. And uh, I posted it online uh, at Daredevil. They retweeted it retweeted it and so my phone's been going off all day with favorites and retweets and all that stuff so it's been really crazy but i'm really really happy to be a part of um uh, of the momentum that this show has uh before it even airs i'm really proud to sort of contribute that contribute to that in any way that i can um but one of the funny things that that happened when i was there is i was I was there and and I saw this guy who was kind of repairing the uh the 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 poster because you know people kind of you know try to rip it down or whatever and he has like this uh spray adhesion he kind of just kind of repairs it a little bit and stuff like that. And um and I thought he was just a regular guy who was just doing like regular maintenance. And so I'm there taking pictures and he's there kind of repairing it and he kind of you know uh, says, "Hey, let me let me fix it up for you," uh, which was very nice of him. And I said, oh, "Well, okay, you know that that'll just make the shot better." You know, he was he was doing his job, and he was uh, he was he was sprucing it up, he was fixing it up. And um, you know, I was I was there for a while, just kind of admiring it, just kind of looking at the details and all that kind of stuff. And um, and he was talking to me a little bit, you know, just selling me on the show. Um, 
I don't think he had any idea how big of a Daredevil fan that I already am. Um, I was kind of closed mouth about it. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, like it's going to be really great. Like I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to watch it and all that stuff. Um, And so we were having a a really good conversation and, um, and he seemed to have a little bit more insight than I did. And so um, I got a little inkling that, um, that I sort of reacted to. And I, I asked him, you know, hey, did you go to that uh, that LA premiere that they had a a couple days ago? And he was like, yeah, you know, that's one of the perks of uh, of working working for him and stuff. Uh, you know, I I was there and and I was like, oh man, like I'm so jealous that you got to go. And uh, I had no idea that this guy actually worked um, for Marvel or for Netflix or for whoever is sort of sponsoring this. Uh, uh, this sort of daredevil art that was going on. And here's the, the, the humdinger. Here's the big thing that you're going to want to pay attention to. He let me in on a little secret that I'm going to tell all of you guys now. You ready? He said to take these pictures and to post them online and don't forget to use the hashtag daredevil art. Daredevil art. He told me to use this hashtag. And I kind of looked at him confused. He says, here's why. They haven't announced it yet, or they're not going to broadcast it, but they are having a contest for people who take pictures and who are posting the hashtag Daredevil art. They, he said, he said, uh, and they're going to pick a winner. You know, he didn't tell me what the prize is going to be. He didn't, he didn't say what, um, you know, what the winner will receive, how many winners there are. He didn't give me any other details other than that. But he said, do this and, and you'll be entered into something. And you, if you're selected, you know, you'll, you'll win something. So if you know about these sort of art things, and you can look on my Twitter to kind of get a reference as to what I'm talking about. If you've seen these art things, and it'll say on the bottom with the Daredevil logo, it'll say hashtag Daredevil art. If you see one of these, if you know that you're nearby one of these, go there, take a picture, um, post it on Twitter, use the hashtag Daredevil art. It just may win you something. And then you could split the winnings with me, you know, because, you know, that's how we roll. You know, I take care of you. You take care of me. No, but it was it, it was really, really fun to to just be there in um, in L.A. It was a, it was a nice, uh, beautiful Easter uh, afternoon that I was enjoying. And it was great to go there and um, and to see um, to see a poster on on the way over there um so to see daredevil out in the open being broadcasted being uh being marketed in the way that it is it, it's just it's just phenomenal it, you know it, it really is being treated like a um like a like a blockbuster film or something like that because you know he is being marketed in major cities and in unique ways too you know the the, the wall art um, I know in New York they had some um, some wall art there as well. I don't know if they're actual paintings, um, but everything that I've been seeing and all that stuff has just been really, really, really great. It just it sends my heart a flutter to see all that kind of stuff. Like it, it's just it's just awesome. Like you would never imagine this you, uh, ten years ago. You would never think that um, that that you would see a fully realized Daredevil story. Um, and a very, very slow pace and comprehensive, you know, exploring, you know, uh, not only him as a vigilante, but him as a, as a lawyer, um, him, you know, with his love stories, um, the bad luck that he goes through and to see him go through more impossible, uh, other, uh, other, uh, other seasons in the future and definitely in the defenders, uh, miniseries. I mean, that's just amazing to see to see the marketing for this and then to say hey this is something that you definitely want to check out you know whether you love daredevil or not whether you love heroes or not this is going to be a great show regardless and this is what i've been hearing from a lot of people 
Um, I don't really pay attention to that. I think it's going to be great just for me. Um, I, I'm kind of uh, biased. I, I kind of know what I'm going to like before I see it. Uh, I'm very selective with uh, with movies and uh, with TV shows. Just because it's kind of like, oh, if it doesn't excite me, um, just by reading uh, the premise or the synopsis, then I can kind of gauge whether I'm going to be into it or not, whether I'm going to be invested into it or not. And Daredevil has been something that I've been waiting for for a very long time. And so I'm really happy to to, to see it come to Netflix. And I'm very happy to to kind of share it with other people. You know, I've been sharing it with my friends. Hey, watch this. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. Just just wait and see. You know, it may be, may be confusing, maybe a little jarring. You know, he's not your average hero. But there's more to chew on and there's more to bite on. And um, that's what you're getting with Daredevil. You're getting a very, very meaty character. Um, I think what I'm going to do, I don't have time to get into what I wanted to talk about. Um, I know I was saying that I was going to get into some stuff a little bit later. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a two-parter. So I definitely want to crank one more episode out before D-Day hits. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it D-Day. April 10th, you know, that's going to be something to where uh, I'm going to be watching it, you know, from start to finish. Hopefully, hopefully I don't fall asleep. I'm going to buy, you know, a whole... A whole pack of uh, Red Bulls or Rock Stars or something like that. Uh, I think Rock Stars because that's how I roll. But um, but definitely definitely I'm gonna uh, want to get one more episode out to you guys um, to get into what I wanted to get into. Uh, and right now, just because just because of the day that I've been having um, uh, with uh, with the Daredevil art stuff and just uh, everything that's been going on on Twitter. It's just been crazy. It's been crazy. I haven't been uh, able to get, you know, uh, a free moment without that thing uh, sounding off. So it's definitely not something that I'm used to, but um, I definitely wanted to get this episode up just to let you guys know um, what's new. And I'm definitely not going to be able to uh, get to everything, but I definitely am going to get to as much as I can. So if you like what I'm doing here on the podcast, you can follow me at Ultranova05 and interact with me there. I'm on Podomatic.com. You can search under All About Daredevil. Uh, Podomatic also has an app that you can download, and you can listen to my podcasts on that app. I'm also on iTunes. You can subscribe to me there, like, uh, share, and also uh, some comments would be really great. Um, although I'm not really you know big on that, I'm just looking to rack up a few episodes before I really kind of uh, sell out and kind of broadcast myself um, in a very shameless way. But either way, if you're enjoying the episode, I'm really happy uh, to provide it for you. Um, Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know how I'm doing. And uh, any topics that you want me to cover, uh, I'll definitely look into it. Any Daredevil fan is a friend of mine. So if you want to hit me up and have a conversation about The Man Without Fear, It just so happens to be my favorite topic right now. Uh, So I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for for your time. And uh, we'll see you on the other side.